Because what we're finding now is that on social media, people don't have a long attention span. So those quick bursts, like challenges are perfect to help boost the streams of a song about why it's so bad to remix African names and why it's so bad to take away. Because essentially, you know, a lot of these names are in languages and they have meanings and very beautiful meanings. Not long after the internet caught wind of this, found his employer and he got fired and basically posted, you know, okay, now I'm fired stop the hate i didn't mean it like that and then he so basically father owns like boohoo son runs pretty little thing and now they've started adding different like retailers to their empire Hi guys, welcome to the Ray Chunk Show and welcome to another installment of What's Trending where I give you the latest of what's popping in the world of celebrity, celebrity and in our world of today. Today's show drip is a mixture of Pretty Little Thing and H&M. So I'm wearing this nice little number from Pretty Little Thing and, and it's got this cut out thing over here on the arms, really love it. And then over here towards the armpit. Guys, okay, we haven't seen our wax ladies this lockdown, so please don't judge me if we see a little something just poking. Um, and then the jeans I'm wearing from H&M mom jeans. You guys should definitely check both of those stores out. So without further ado, let's get straight into what's trending. In terms of celebrity news, so JLo actually attempted to revive a 10 year old song, Love Don't Cost a Thing, 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 Thing. 10 years or so, I don't know about the exact date. I know some of you love to fact check. It's like, no, it's not that day, it's this day like it matters <laughs> but anyway um about 10 years old wanted to revive it with the love don't cost a thing challenge she posted this on twitter and basically said okay guys let's do this i want to see your own versions of this and she was kind of on a beach she was on a beach and she was taking off her clothes and taking off the things that obviously representing that love doesn't cost a thing it's not about material things um and a lot of people you know reacted to this obviously she posted it on twitter and like i said in a few what's trending twitter is very 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 savage a lot of people quickly told her quickly checked her quickly humbled her quickly said you know this is about 10 years too late um some people said it's a city girls era now our love actually does cost some things um in today's world um what else they said there were just so many different things obviously like people some people always take it too far you can tell some people are bantering but some people always do too much in terms of insults and stuff like that you know, I'm guessing J-Lo was kind of inspired by, you know, what we're seeing now with a lot of artists. You know, their streaming numbers tend to go up if for some reason someone creates a challenge with their song or does like a routine or anything that's just quick, like 30 seconds and under for TikTok or the reels that, you know, they can share quickly. Because what we're finding now is that on social media, people don't have a long attention span. So those quick bursts, like challenges are perfect to help boost the streams of a song. We saw that with Don't Rush um, in the the first lockdown like 
that first lockdown boosted the streams of Don't Rush because everyone was doing the challenge and this just started from a group of like four girls and it really just blew up, especially when like influencers jumped on it. And also we're now seeing in this lockdown the Boss It challenge and actually the Boss It song came out about nine months ago, was doing well, um, but because she's not a very well-known artist and when she went to perform, there's actually a video on the internet where she went to perform and everyone was just like, mm. You know, they weren't feeling it. Um, now that it's cool to do the Boss It Challenge, everybody has gone back to listen to the track and now obviously that's going to boost the streaming numbers. So it's kind of like, if you can blow on TikTok, on the reels, on a challenge, you know, you're going to revive a song that may not have, you know, caught as much attention before in the past. But it's quite interesting because obviously Love Don't Cost a Thing is a classic hit. We know and love the song, we know the lyrics, um, but it was kind of like maybe 10 years too late in terms of the challenge and a lot of people didn't really understand the challenge. A lot of people asked, what exactly is the challenge? Is it a littering challenge? Is it, you know, you know, a lot of people really did, did banter um, J-Lo. Um, what did you think of this till now, about 48 hours later? Nobody is yet to do um, the challenge. Are you going to be doing the challenge? Is it a silly challenge? Or what do you think? Let me know in the comment section down below. So in terms of Yellow Booty News, Yawande responded um, to the whole Lucy thing. We spoke about, um, you know, Lucy basically calling Yawande a bully um, last week. And Yawande's response, as well as Amber's response, and, and um, what's her name? I'm forgetting the other, Amy's response um, to, the, to the whole saga. And basically saying that, you know, actually Lucy was the one that refused to say her name so basically it kind of went further because over the weekend Yawande basically wrote like a note um to the world to whoever cares to kind of read about why it's so bad to remix African names and why it's so bad to take away because essentially you know a lot of these names are in languages and they have meanings and very beautiful meanings um including my own and you know when you strip away some parts of it on purpose without the person's permission you're basically without their consent taking away their identity now um i thought that was a really good one for her to put out because i think it really highlights you know why our names shouldn't be clowned um especially if we don't want them to be remixed or nicknamed um if you want to shorten your name that is by choice um me personally I do not put my full name out there just to kind of maintain, you know, boundaries on the internet. Um, so if you've known me in the last three years or so, you probably know me as Mo. Um, but if you're like my family or you've known me for a long time, you know my full name and you'd call me and refer to me by my full name. So I'm kind of the opposite with a lot of people. A lot of people want to be called their full name, full names by people they don't know. And the people that they that they do know, they, they don't mind the shortening because they have that kind of rapport. I'm completely the opposite. Like, if you know my full name, I feel like you're my homeschooler. Like you're my, you're one of my day ones. You're like my, you're very close to me. Um, so I intentionally shortened my name. Um, but if someone was to, if I was to say I, I would prefer to be called my full name, and someone went on to shorten it, I think it's important to know why that isn't acceptable. Um, you guys, let me know. Like, what have been your experiences with like your African name growing up in a Western Western world? Um, I know one that we can probably all relate to is like the register, um, and you know, teachers either just <sighs> before they get to your name, and you know that that kind of PTSD before they get to your name, and you're like, you just say yes or hey miss before they get to your name. Like, what you know, I think that's one that you know a lot of us can relate to in terms of schools. And then there's the workplace, the wider world. Um, 
you know, people asking if they can shorten it on your behalf, giving you a nick, can I call you this instead? And there's the whole thing, you know, the, the defense that a lot of people put up is that they can't pronounce it. And a lot of our names are phonetic, you know, it's not hard to pronounce a lot of, a lot of our names. I think so. a lot of it is just more intentional than anything. And the more we admit that, the more we can move forward. I actually remember when I was in secondary school, um, I did have a friend, Shannon, and she used to say my full name and she would put it on like birthday cards. Like I, when I moved back, I literally was looking for my old stuff and I found my 18th birthday card where she'd put my full name. Like I really appreciate like my white friends that I grew up with because I grew up in Sussex and had that kind of experience but of course I did have the teachers and the the odd one or two who the odd people who wanted to like just butcher my name but yeah you guys let me know your experiences when it comes to your African name in terms of social trend guys so um there was this um this man on the internet and I'm not actually sure what his name is but um it was kind of trending online that he basically put out a video some people don't want to see racist videos, so I'm just going to put a trigger warning right here. I'm going to play the clip, and he was basically talking about the fact that he's a white person, um, and that he shouldn't listen to people, persons of, of colour. He was watching the news where Prissy Patel was delivering a speech, and he was basically saying, you know, he doesn't listen to people of colour, he doesn't need to listen to Asian people, and doesn't listen to, listen to black people about how he should behave as a white person. I am a white man, still white, uh, with gingerbread, and they want me to take advice from this called Pretty Patel and the chocolate man next to her. Now, as a white man, I won't be listening to people of colour because uh, they're no good in positions of power. Uh, um, a black man's place is under a white man, and Paki should stick to raping children in Rotherham, not telling me what I can and can't do on an evening. So, yeah. There was a lady in the video, she looked kind of like, stop, but he just carried on. But she was still kind of giggling in the back, if I'm honest. Not long after the internet caught wind of this, found his employer and he got fired and basically posted, you know, okay, now I'm fired, stop the hate, I didn't mean it like that. And then he posted on Instagram as well, leave me alone with a black, a black square, kind of like, you know when you were mad, BBM days and you'd put like, no pings, you know, you put a black DPS, you know, because they're trying to get attention. Um, but yeah, I found that quite interesting in the sense of you weren't necessarily sorry um for what you did you were sorry you got caught um because he was still defending himself and saying you know i didn't do anything wrong stop the hate a lot of my family are disowning me over that video etc 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 so it's like no accountability as of yet i do understand that accountability for some people takes a bit longer than others um so yeah that happened um you guys let me know what you think was it wrong for his job to terminate his contract um was it wrong for the internet to react in the way they did? Was it the right thing to do for people to hold him to account? You guys let me know in the comment section down below. Um, in terms of world news, guys, this one is super interesting. Boohoo bought um, Debenhams, the brand, and their website. So basically, news came out that the um, Kamani family, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Kamani family, they basically added to their empire. If you didn't know, Boohoo is co-founded um, by a man called Mahmoud, um, Mahmoud Kamani and Carol Kane. 
um, so they're co-founders, and actually Boohoo started as a store in Manchester, you know, grass to riches kind of story, in a sense of they really built up, he was selling handbags to kind of support his family on a, on a market store in Manchester, and it's now turned into this huge global brand that's worth like 3.5 billion. Um, so him and um, Carol Kane worked together, they worked together for the past 25 years building Boohoo, and now sister fashion brand fast fashion brands people would describe it is now run by his son Umar. Umar Kamani is someone that's a bit more out there in the spotlight, social media, shows the lifestyle that they live online, um, you know, very rich, affluent lifestyle. Um, so basically father owns like Boohoo, son runs Pretty Little Thing and now they've started adding different like retailers to their empire. So basically, um, you know, Debenhams went into was about to go into administration um, as a result of the pandemic closing down sales began similar with like Topshop so Boohoo has now acquired Debenhams the brand and their website for an alleged amount of 55 million so what does this mean um they're going to carry on taking over their internet interface moving the Debenhams website to Boohoo by early 2022 but they are not taking on their physical stores. And this means that about 12,000 employees will be laid off, um, which is really sad. And I saw a really interesting tweet about, you know, Boohoo becoming the solution, but also a problem in the sense of moving everything to the internet whilst it solves, you know, the going to administration problem, Debenham still gets to continue running, but the staff that's kind of worked with Debenham for a long time you know, kind of won't have a job, won't have a job by the time this transfer is over. Debenhams will continue to sell online until until an agreed time ready for the transfer to take place. What do you guys think of this? Do you feel like the quality of Debenhams will be in any way affected? Because I did post this online a lot, a few people DM'd me like, I feel like this will affect the quality of the clothes because Debenhams, Debenhams is that high street store that we go to um, when we want like affordable, quite affordable like quality stuff. Um, and it's got a wide range of stuff, homeware, um, clothes, just everything that you you might need for daily living. And, you know, there, there was commentary from Boohoo and they said that they want to expand their, their store to not just be retailing clothes, but also homeware, goods and things like that. What do you guys think of um, Boohoo acquiring Debenhams? I mean, there was that whole saga about them being a fast fashion brand and they came, they've come under fire a few times, actually, um, for the conditions that their workers in their warehouses are found in and how much they're being paid rumors and news of their work has been exploited whilst they profit off of that and live a very glamorous lifestyle you know what, what do you guys think of um boohoo acquiring um debenhams a good move um or something that seems like a good move but actually has a lot of things in it that aren't very favorable for a lot of people you guys let me know in the comment section down below. And that's all I really have for you guys in terms of what's trending today. Do make sure that if you liked it, share it with your friends. And also subscribe to this channel for more. I'm now going to go over to Chit Chat with Mo. Where I'm going to have a conversation with um, Kojo, Little Black Book. About, you know, the Trump prophecies. And, you know, how or if we should be holding those who gave false prophecies about Trump becoming president. Should we be holding them to account? And how should we be doing it if we do? Welcome to the installment of Chit Chat with Mo, where we have controversial debates, honest conversation, and so much more. And today, as you guys can see, I'm here with Kojo. Well, virtually here with Kojo. I'm not sure if I'm on my <laughs> left 
on my right side when I edit which side it's gonna go on. But I'm here with Kojo. He's over there down there on Zoom. So if I ever look down, it's because he's down there. But we're both recording with our cameras so we can get like the best quality for you guys, even though we're doing this virtually. But without further ado, Kojo, would you like to introduce yourself? Some of you may know him as Little Black Book. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna let him introduce himself. So Kojo, go for it please. Um, yeah, so um, you may know me as Little Black Book. I do relationships uh, with a godly kind of aspect. Mm. Um, so I do a lot of stuff on psychology and breaking down, um, I guess, TV dating shows and stuff like that. And kind of giving you guys what's actually happening. And kind of yeah. just break things down to a very basic level and kind of give okay. teaching principles on relationships. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really, really good. I mean, um you know, so some of you may know Kojo for some more controversial stuff. Um, <laughs> now mean. he's kind of streamlined and like gone into like the relationships things and it's really, really working for him. Like, well done, Kojo. I'd have to Thank say you, that just publicly, like I've spoken to you privately and said like, well done for like what you've achieved. And it's like, it's really inspiring me personally, but Appreciate literally like, let's say it publicly as well. Like, you know, you're doing really, really well in this Thank YouTube you, space. Um, but Kojo has like, you know, in the past, you know, mentioned a few things that he's been concerned about in mm -hmm. the body of Christ. You now have a separate channel for that, don't you? Yeah, What's that channel called? it's called Pray Like You're Mad. I do need to put, 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 put more energy into it, but it's called Pray Like You're Mad, which is simply focused on, you know, the Christ things, the stuff that yeah. I want to do with Christ and, and biblical yeah. stuff. Yeah, and you guys know that I'm a Christian, um, but I, I think I've definitely been put off by talking about, like, Christian things just because of how sometimes, you know, the rebuttals that, you know, you get in the comment section with everyone being so passionate about Christ, understandably so, um, and everyone not necessarily trying to educate each other, but trying to be right. Um, yeah. So I've kind of been put off in that sense, but I thought it's really important for us to have this conversation today. And I thought no other person other than Kojo would be good for this because he's somebody that's, I believe, quite, you know, well read in terms of the word and theology. And obviously we all have things to learn. Um, I, I have things to learn in terms of the gospel, theology, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I thought it would be great for him to, to be on here because I've been wanting to collab with him for a while. I talk too much, guys. Let's get straight into it. So you guys have probably seen that, you know, President Trump, I've got hair on my lip. <laughs> President <laughs> Trump, as predicted by many, um, by a few pastors and some prophets, you know, to be president is not president. You know, in the, the, mm. the elections took place last year and, you know, Biden, is it Biden or Biden? Because I always say the wrong one. Um, Biden, Biden, doesn't really matter, he won. <laughs> Biden won. He, he, he won the elections <laughs> against a lot of the prophecies that, you know, were prophesied you know, mm. quite boldly as well. And mm. confidently, a lot of people said that God said. It wasn't just, hey. I believe, it was, God said. you know, God showed said. Me. Yeah, God showed me. God said this. So, Kojo, first of all, mm. yeah, what did you think of this? And, like, what did you think of the, the prophecies that were coming out before the result even happened? Do you know the funny thing is, I actually didn't pay much attention to it until recently. So this has yeah. actually been going on for a little while. So this has been mm. going on since last year. I think before yeah. November time, we've had quite a few prophets come out and say, you know, they expect Trump to win. They expect right. Trump to have a landslide win. They expect Trump to have a second term. Mm -hmm. um, they expect Trump to run for another four years. Like, there was a lot of prophecies along that wavelength. Um, and then, obviously, it's only quite recently that I've kind of just, like, uh, I guess, obviously, once Biden was sworn in, I was, like, 
kind of like obviously when you're on YouTube, you kind of get inundated with certain videos. And mm. I started seeing that. Oh wow! Oh, okay, there was a lot. There was a lot of people prophesying because I wasn't aware how yeah. people that were prophesying. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. a lot. Even like on <laughs> online preachers as well, like an online um, like um, faith YouTubers, like they yes. were also coming out and like quite boldly saying it as well. Like I, I'm quite similar with you. Like I didn't really notice the extent of it until mm-hmm. until after. Like I knew some people were saying things like Trump was God's chosen. Yeah, because he. Um, for example, would say things from the Bible, or there was mm. this particular clip where he held the Bible. Yeah. Um, it was just a really, like, that was a weird clip for me to witness personally. I don't know about you, but yeah. he just said, it's a Bible. And it was like... He managed to get a lot of church people in America on his side yeah. because they believed he was um, God's chosen one. And then the preachers were also, you know, saying this to their congregation. Some of them were prophesying. Some of them were just regurgitating the prophecies that they were hearing. But there was mm. this notion that he was God's chosen. They were passing that on to the congregation. Yeah. The congregation obviously go home and pass it on to people that they know. So it was kind of like spreading like wildfire. Wild um, and I think that kind of highlights, you know, there's a huge responsibility we have um, as people, as the body of Christ, um, to not just say God said, um, mm. because first of all, those that trust us and those that are under, um, for example, the preacher's care, they, they yeah. trust their pastor, they yes. trust their prophet, they trust your voice, they trust that you are so in line with God that everything that you're saying is correct. So why would you lie to me about what, what God mm. said or why would you misconstrue um, what God said? I mean, it, it's one of those, it's one of those interesting things because obviously it's, it, it, it's the, the way it became so polarized is what's yeah. kind of I guess concerning, but also how quickly it spread. So yeah, um, you you it, it got to a point where, uh, and again, American politics is quite it's quite a, a touchy subject in itself, yeah. right? American politics Definitely. is one of those things. Like if you think UK politics is something, is uh, American politics is something. You know what I mean? So already that has that they've already had that culture, and then you add Christianity into it, or call it conservative evangelical uh, christianity into it mm. then it becomes a whole different ball game you um, see do you hear, do y'all hear that lingo you see what uh, i had to have him on here <laughs> was it conservative evangelical conservative evangelical kind of christian like when i say that it means it's like you know we obviously we have different we have different uh what do you call it different denominations of christianity right so the evangelical branch of christianity who are seemingly seemingly seem to be involved in politics as well and actually it's quite um like i said it the nuance of it is it's quite interesting because the mm. belt of prophets who came out to say mm. that Trump would win seemed to all be within the evangelical, pretty much within the evangelical domain. Right. And so person, uh, 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 for those that, you, that, 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 that don't understand, yeah. like a certain branch of the church yeah. seemed to be supporting Trump and they happen to be called the evangelicals. Yeah, seems to be, yeah. yeah. And yeah. What, what's really interesting for me is that some of the prophets, some of the prophets that came out anyway, I personally did not rock with them in the first place. So okay. when they came out to support it, it just further was like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't rock with these prophets anyway. So then to see them all come out at the same time and discuss how they felt that Trump was going to serve again. And then, it, like I said, they weren't the only ones because it, like you said, it went further than just, you know, the, the, the prophets 
on your local churches. It went onto your YouTube. It went onto people who are coming out and saying they are prophets. And then they were saying, I had a dream. I had, I had a vision. I had God speak to me. I, I mean, more than Martin, Martin Luther King has got nothing on these people. They had came out with dreams that they had seen and vision they had seen. And for me, that's that, that in itself was, and, and the thing is, you know, when we talk about even psychology, it is very hard to go against the grain. Because right. if you're having all these major authorities, and we talk about mm. psychology, one of the, the ways to sway people is conformity through an authority figure. If mm-hmm. you're a prophet in the in the realms of Christianity, that holds a certain level of authority. Now, it if that authority weight. now says yeah. Donald Trump is what we're saying, is going to come, da 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 it's going to be very hard for many other Christians to go against that, seemingly because they are the authority figures. Right. So I think for me, it was, it was just a lot of... There was a lot of cat and mouse and a lot of, uh, right. I guess, um, speaking uh, on on behalf of God without there being any kind of accountability. But right, mm-hmm. we can go deeper as we as we go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that was that's the danger, isn't it? Like, I think the prophetic office, and mm. we're not just talking about the gift now, because I I recently discovered there's a difference between the gifts and the office. office. You know, saying that you are a prophet versus. I have the gift of prophecy, I have mm-hmm. incarnation, I have instinct, you know, that, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, they're very different things. Um, and, you know, a lot of self-acclaimed prophets, you know, they have come out and they've become wild, wildly popular because mm-hmm. of these prophecies. Um, and it's interesting because there is a scripture. And I, again, I'm not saying that like I'm versed in the scripture. So please, just because I'm Sorry. saying scripture doesn't mean, you know, you guys should cover <laughs> me. Um, like I do worry about these topics sometimes. But anyway, the scripture does say we'll be swayed by these things. Mm. Um, that will be swayed by the miracles and the signs and wonders. Um, so I think it's very interesting that we do have a lot of televangelists emerging. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of people, not just in telly anymore, because obviously we know the internet is taking over in terms of the things we consume. A lot of internet evangelists, if we should call them. Um, mm. coming out and proclaiming themselves as prophets and growing as a result yeah. I think that's very interesting you know that you know there's some there's some really good preachers of the gospel I think mm. the gospel they don't get as much hype or as much crowd as yeah. these people because of their prophecy like we're not saying prophecies are bad thing of course not. Um, but that shouldn't be the only thing that is drawing people to Christ or to the church or mm-hmm. to men of God, that shouldn't be their growth strategy, putting <laughs> yeah. out prophecies, because I think there is a danger there, when even if you do have the gift, or you are in the office, there's this pressure almost, to always say something, Yeah. and if you're always trying to say something, because mm. of this office, um, that you, and I'm, this is not to say, that they don't have the gift, or they don't have the office, there is mm. more I think inclination or there's more of a chance of saying something that God isn't saying just so you can say something I don't mm. know whether you, you feel what I'm saying Kojo yeah no no I feel what you're saying because obviously again if we talk about what a prophet is in the simplest turn it's just a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God so will. what happens is that sometimes it gets polarized as the person who's a prophet is foretelling the future and this is where the mm, problem comes. It gets right. solely focused on those who are telling the future. But that's not the only role of the prophet. That's a part of his a part of his role. But the majority is that he relays the will of God onto okay. men. Okay. So this is very, very important, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they are they are they are hearing and seeing and then relating that onto the people of God. Okay. But then it gets it gets it gets construed only onto 
what I've I'm seeing the future and I'm telling you the future. I'm I'm fortune telling. So what you've said is actually quite interesting because I think a lot of people could use that rebuttal and say that mm. if they're telling the will of God, I, some could argue that the will of God doesn't always happen. Mm. If that mm. makes sense. So I think some could actually argue that you know Trump was the will of yeah. God, but humans invaded that will and mm. it didn't come to pass. I don't know what you think of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, they, they they could say that. Do you know what I mean? They could say that, but you, 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 the words that you that they used are you see the life and death is in the tongue, and also we'll be freed by our words and we'll also be condemned by our words. If you use the words, and this is what I started seeing, if you used your prophecy at the beginning that Trump is going to get four years. Trump Ooh. is going to be given. Trump is going to yeah. be reelected. Trump mm. is going to 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 uh, on on inauguration day. We're going to see Trump coming. We're going to see Trump sworn in. Your original words are going to condemn you or free you. Right, so okay. now, when you try to flip it after and say, "Well, it's conditional," without like, no, when you said it, you didn't say it conditionally. When you said mm. it, you didn't add the condition to it. Most of the mm. prophets that I've heard, anyway, um, I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule, but most of the prophets didn't add a condition. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in that regard, when then that when when they've spoken, we're taking what you've said previously. And so, yeah. if 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 you said that God said this is going to happen, we need to see it happen. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And so that that for me is the most important thing. We're going by the words that you have said, and yeah. they should come to pass. You know, I think yeah. if you read, um, you know, Numbers twelve verse six says, and he said, "Hear my words." If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, mm. will make myself known unto him in a vision and I'll speak to him in a dream. And then verse eight says, with him, I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid? It goes on to speak about Miriam when she was speaking against Moses. Um, but the the prophet is speaking face to face with God and relaying that information to him. So listen, this source, yeah. this, this information you're getting is A1. So there is there is no mistakes Mm. There is no, there is no mistake. I think this is this is the gravity of the office of the prophet. Like, yeah, it's, it's not you're not playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever you say, like, you, you know what I mean. Like, what doesn't it say in the Bible somewhere about they should be stoned? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's, it's it's in Deuteronomy as well. Deuteronomy uh, later on that um, talks about how in in the sense of the prophet is a false prophet basically they would stone them in the new testament we don't get that as much but it says they're, oh, they're, okay. they're in i think it's first peter 2 where it talks about mm-hmm. or second peter 2 where it talks about how the false prophets will um will try will be destroyed in a sense in the end so okay. it's slightly different from the old testament ultimately yeah they oh, okay be stoned, kind of like killed. law versus grace right okay yeah, 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 yeah. do you know what yeah. i mean do you know what i mean kind so, of, so yeah yeah in that yeah. sense and i think this this that's where the clear definition needs to be made the false prophet isn't of god so someone can, mm. it's, 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 it's a tough one to say, but I, I believe that someone can unfortunately falsely prophesy. Okay. But there are false prophets versus someone who falsely prophesied. Just like someone okay. can teach falsely oh, and there yeah, are false yeah. teachers. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. the difference between the two is that one has a spirit of God in and the other does not. Okay. So the person who doesn't have the spirit of God can make a mistake. Okay. And the person who does have the spirit of the, the person that does have a spirit of God can also make a mistake, but they're not a false teacher because okay. should should they have the spirit of God in them, there should be a correction that comes. You understand? Yeah, yeah, there yeah. should be a repentance, a remorse. I have that seen comes. I have seen some um, repent and kind of say, Okay, like mm. I made a mistake. Um, but then there's also been the ones that have been very like adamant, like kind of like, you know, the rebuttal I told you about mm. the will of God, but the people have kind of taken it into their hands and you know, um they were very like 
um, stubborn about mm. the fact that they'd gotten it wrong. Um, I remember when the whole um, elections happened and, you know, quite clearly Biden won, um, but they were saying, let's carry on praying. Mm. And then there was Paula White calling on the angels of Africa. I don't know why the angels will come from Africa. Why can't they come <laughs> from the UK and US? Calling the angels of Africa to come and just turn all the ballots around and, you know, ensure that this thing that they wanted, you know, to come to pass. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here. In the name of Jesus. Um, and I think that's where we're treading on a line that is very, like, like, I don't know how far you can, like, I haven't, I don't know how far you can make a mistake with prophecy. Um, but I do know that repentance is a thing for us as Christians and mm. like being able to come back on ourselves and say, okay, actually I've made a mistake rather than being very like goat like and <laughs> being very mm. like, cause I'm Nigerian. I, ha I always, when I think of stubbornness, I think of an image of a goat, um, because I think <laughs> that's how they, yeah, that's how we used to describe it. Someone like a goat. Um, but I think of that goat like um, behavior when we're mm. called to be sheep, we're called to be very meek and being able to like, eat our words you know when yeah. we get things wrong because we are humans and we're we're very flawed and we're prone to, to error um mm. but some people will literally tell you there's no room for error in prophecy i'm more of the grace like person yeah. in everything i do i'm always like okay they got it wrong so long as they admit you know and they take accountability um but some people will literally downright tell you no, like they did it, they did wrong, um, and mm. they should be held to, you know, to account. Um, but I guess my question to you, Kojo, and also to you guys, because we always try to, I always try to like ask a question to you guys as well. Um, yeah. You don't even necessarily have to be a Christian to um, to answer this. Do you feel like um, Trump was God's chosen, um, mm. or and what were the attributes that you know? Whether or not you agree, you think, many people think he was God's chosen. And then my second question is, um, should false prophets or mm. those that falsely prophesied about this election be held accountable generally as well? But especially this election, should they mm. be held accountable? And if so, how? Yeah, it's mad. Okay, in terms of the first question, do I believe that God, uh, Trump is God's um, number one uh, person? I think, I, I, don't, I don't know how these people knew that. Again, uh, um... God, if I read the scripture, like concerning the will of God. So, like I said, the the, prof, the, the job of a prophet is to reveal the, God's will. So, mm. Psalm Psalm one fifteen um, verse three says, "Our God in heaven." Mm, that's he, the scripture. <laughs> he does he does whatever pleases him, right? Mm. Psalm, Psalm one three five verse six says, "The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens mm -hmm. and in the earth, in the seas and in all depths as well." Um, and so. Like when it comes to God's will, listen, there are certain things that God wants to make happen. Mm. And I always go back to a, a situation with Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham asked him, Lord, would you destroy Sodom even if there is, you know, 50 righteous men? He said, no, if there's 50 righteous men. If I find 50 righteous men, then I won't destroy it. It got down to about, I was like 10. And, mm. and he was like, I won't destroy if I find 10. The problem was he couldn't mm. find 10 right <laughs> so mm -hmm. there, was only, there was only lot and, and 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 his family so he couldn't find that ten so Sodom was destroyed but the we have a scripture in Ezekiel where it talks about that the Lord is looking for someone to stand in the gap we know that that person now interceding is Christ in its in its full entirety context but whenever you look at these situations I mean my my, my thing is this they the condition was for a lot of the prophets that were saying this the condition was that Christians should pray so how many Christians need to pray for this to come to pass 
That's wow. my, my, I don't understand. How many righteous people mm. need to pray for this to mm. come to pass? How come it didn't come to pass? Yeah. Do you understand? Okay. Like, do, did you mm-hmm. need 100? Did you need 2,000? Did you need 300 million? Like, how many people did yeah. you need to pray for this to mm-hmm. come to pass? That's the thing about prophecy as well today. It's not as specific as in the Bible, but please go and go. Yeah, that's my question to them. So when we're saying that Trump is God's man, I'm like, okay. And then it, then, then it switches on to, well, then, okay, Trump didn't do what we told him to do. But but, but who had Trump's ear in order to able to tell him what to do then? Like, why didn't God put you guys in position to be able to speak to him and tell him what to do? Like, it's really cool. It's like, so eventually all that happens is we'll go around in circles. It, okay, Trump should have done something. Okay, no, the people didn't pray. Okay, so I, my thing, I, I think God doesn't like the confusion. If you guys had a clear message that Trump will be re-elected in four years and you said that he'll be re-elected in four years, that is what should have happened. It didn't happen. Now we're adding conditions to it. Let's keep it real and true. I personally feel that God does what he wants to do. And so I want to read the scripture, right? Um, it is in uh, um, in 1 Kings 22, okay? And this is a story of um, when in King, King Ahab, sorry, I said King Ahab, King uh, Jehoshaphat at the time, all right? And all I'll right. read it from 1 Kings 22. It says, 1 Kings 22, verse 21, sorry. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord saying, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, by what means? And he said, I will go out and I'll be a lion spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, you are to entice him and you shall succeed. Go out and do so. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets. The Lord has declared disaster for you. Okay. And I want to reverse six because this is what it says. It says, inquire first the Lord, the word of the Lord. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 of them. And said to them, um, shall I go to battle against um, Ramoth Gilead or shall I refrain? And the 400 prophets were in unison said, yes, they should. This is exactly what we're seeing right now with, with Donald Trump. How many prophets are saying, yes, Donald Trump is the one that we should, Donald Trump is the man of God, right? And yet and we've seen something like this in scripture. Over 400 prophets at one point. So imagine, imagine, imagine. If you are a normal person hearing this, 400 prophets are saying, go to war, go to war, go to war. Yes, Donald Trump is your man. Donald Trump is your man. Who is going to say Mm -hmm. no? And yet Mm. we're seeing in scripture, God is allowing for a lying spirit to enter their mouths. Why? Because sometimes that strong disillusion is needed to to shift the, the wheat from the chaff. Sometimes we've got people who are amongst the the righteous brethren who need a situation like this to be removed from the the, the consensus of people. So we know who's true and who's not true. So yeah, yeah, I feel like the whole pandemic did that, to be honest. Exactly. I feel like the whole pandemic did that. 2020, baby. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on, go on. Second question. Your second question leading on to that is what do we do? Well, here's the thing. Since there is grace, here's my thing. Um, until <laughs> my thing is this that now when you're teaching the people have to test the, 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 we should have been doing this before test anyway every spirit yeah. you know yeah. as 1 John 4 talks about saying that we should test every spirit you know um, 1 John 4 says beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone into the world but this you know the spirit of God every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ um, has come in the flesh is not of God and this is the spirit mm. of the Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is uh, and is now already in the world 
Mm. The, the Lord Jesus Christ actually gives us a criteria of how to actually test these prophets. It is by their fruits. Matthew 7 says, beware of false prophets. Mm-hmm. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Right. You will recognize them by their fruits. The fruits, okay. When we talk about Galatians 5 verse 22, uh, um, mm. 17 to 22, where it gives us, oh, this is the uh, the works of the, the flesh and this is the works of the, the spirit, spirit, right? Yeah. Okay. Now that's that's the fruits they're coming through. But also what we're talking about fruits is the works is the is the is the works, let's say works you want to call it that. Um and also what is the sanctification of that person, meaning right. what 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 outwardly thing comes out of them in a sense what of comes the out from this there's a seed that we don't see and then there's yes. something that comes out you know in a sense of you should prophecies see it. come true prophecies uh-huh. don't come true their character how they are to people what you see outwardly that those are the that's fruit, it for those of you that may not be familiar with with that that's but, it yeah and, and that and makes so much sense yeah last one is God. doctrine doctrine mm. when doctrines off skew <laughs> this is why doctrine is important and i'm not talking about there are different obviously doctrines which are not as important i call them gray areas but they're mm. they're, it's, they're doctrines which are like we stand upon so when people foundational are foundational doctrines yeah yeah when people are preaching prosperity gospel you already know they're already on the left side they're already starting to go towards a certain yeah. area you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah add yeah. that with a false prophecy and, and you're gonna start asking real real questions so what's a soup of, <laughs> what a soup pepe you know what, what a do you soup do? Yeah, what a soup pepe yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think in, to finish off, to, to conclude what you're saying, what do we do? Um, in all honesty, if, if you, 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 you have to distance yourself from those kind of people. It's yeah. that simple. You have to distance yourself until you can see that person has produced those fruits that, okay, I can trust what you say. You distance yourself from them. I'm not, we're not, we can't stone you. So we have yeah. to distance ourselves from you. And, and, you know, you have to take every word they say now as precautionary. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good word, actually. Very go precautionary like going forward don't just be headstrong in terms of mm. oh they definitely heard you know you have several members online of certain churches like battling with people like mm-hmm. no you know he said it right as you people the, the will of god you know just different things just to defend and blindly yep. con- and continue continue to blindly follow i also think we should pray for these people yeah. um pray for the prophets or those that got the prophecies wrong pray that you know god does touch their heart because at the end of the day i mean yes they will be held to account for the people yeah, they misled mm-hmm. but also there's their soul that matters as well like they, yeah. i believe that god um, when he exposes thing, uh, things, I always say that God is as, just as concerned about the victims as he is about the perpetrator. Yes. So he's concerned about their soul as well. Um, mm. So he's not going to write them off because they're the ones that led a thousand to, to you know, um, to the wrong side or wherever it may be or however you may see it. But mm. I think God is also concerned about them. So I think we should pray for those that were misled and also those that were doing the misleading um, that hopefully God will touch their hearts and like transform um you know, the way they've been thinking and using God's name, you know, mm. to perpetuate certain things, perpetuate certain things and also to build their fame as well. I do yeah. see that happening a lot. Yeah. Um, saying that God said so that you can draw a crowd because yeah. that's just, you know, um, but yeah, that's what I think. But also you guys at home, please do let us know as well. Do you feel like Trump was God's chosen why do you th- think, whether or not you do think, why do you think people thought God was, um, Trump was God's chosen? I think that's very simple for me. He used the Bible, he used scripture, you know. And it's so funny, actually, because um, studying the word recently, and um, we were talking about, we we're reading the bit where, you know, Jesus is taken, to, is led to the wilderness mm. um, by the Holy Spirit, and then he's faced, he faces temptation. 
the devil was trying to use the word to tempt the word. Mm. Jesus is the living word. You know, in the beginning was the world, the word was the God and the world, the word was God. Mm. So he is the living word trying to use the word to tempt the word. So how much more us as mere mortals, you know, we're not, the, you know, we are children of God, but we're not Jesus. Mm. Um, so it shows you how clued up we need to be about the fact that someone can actually use scripture to tempt you. Because, mm. you know, we have this idea that it's wealth, things of the world, prosperity, um, that, you know, people, the devil tries mm. to use to entice us. Yeah, but man. actually, the devil can try to use this thing that we trust so much, mm. scripture, the Bible, the word, to tempt us into believing this is the will of yeah. God for our lives. <laughs> because, you know, you, you hear people come and tell you that God promises you this. And it was like Jesus owns the world. Um, mm. But right now, the will of God for his life was to suffer for us so that we might have salvation through the gospel, through him dying on the cross. But Satan was here saying the will of God for your life is you jump down, his angels will come and catch you. Um, he's going to give you all of this. Do you know what I mean? So be very certain that the, the word can be used to tempt you. And I feel like that was part of um, Trump's strategy in terms of using the Bible as propaganda. But also, you guys let me know what you think of that. Um, and then the last question is, how should we react um, as Christians, as non-Christians? How should we react to those who prophesied falsely, as we've established now, about Trump becoming the president and getting another term? You guys let us know what you think in the comment section down below. And that's all we have in terms of Chit Chat with Mo. Unless, Kojo, you have any last remar remarks? Just for everybody, just to, um, you know, it's it's you know nothing wrong with prophets, nothing wrong with prophesying. Just make sure that you yourself is testing every spirit. Even if you get yeah. a prophecy, you mm -hmm. make sure that you. The, the beauty of it is that um, you know you have a relationship with God, and therefore mm. God can speak to you directly. You understand? Yeah. So go back to the, your prayer closet. Go back to your one to one with Him, and and, and make sure that these words are, are speaking to you because the Bible says that um, the word goes forth and doesn't come back void. So mm, we've got to make sure this like word that someone's saying, yeah, it's got to yeah. come back. it can't come back void, man. Yeah. So if that word is really for you, it has to come to pass. And this, mm. this is the thing, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah man, just yeah. just make sure you, you spend time with God and, and test every spirit. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kojo, for joining me today no on today's Chit Chat with Mo. This was really fun. And I hope to have you back another time as well. Um, you guys... Do you like this video if you liked it? Share it with your friends. Comment below on the things we spoke about because we do love a discussion over here. Please follow Kojo on his socials and on his YouTube. I'll have everything in the comment section down below. Do subscribe to the channel for more as well. Until next time, guys, peace and love. Peace and chunks. Appreciate you guys.